This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black on the Thursday of South by Southwest Music, and I am here with Joey Perp. How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm really good, man. You were here. We're at the Omni Hotel. Real plush, real laid back. Uh, what's what's your South by been like so far? Uh, it's been cool, man. We uh, we just got here yesterday. We did a, little, a lot of running around. We had like a show and then uh, kicked it with like some friends and stuff. It's been fun. We're all here now. Everybody got down here today, so we're good. How many years have you been going to South by? I know that you, uh, as part of Leather Chords, you were, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, see if my memory is good. I think you were on the Columbia Bill last year, Columbia College, yeah, and the yeah. Chicago Made Bill. Am I yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those shows were tight. We did the, uh, the Amp Showcase that I'm doing right. this year solo, yeah. and then uh, the Chicago Made Showcase with uh, Twin Peaks and Vic, which was fun. Yeah. So a lot of, like, Chicago connectivity there. Obviously, yeah, you're, like, yeah. very much a Chicago guy. Let's get some background on, like, you know, how you got your start in music. When did music start happening for you, and when did it come into your life? Uh, man, music's been in my life forever, really. Uh, since I was a child, I don't know, from my older brother, who's like six years older than me, I grew up, he was listening to like hella Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. all the Raekwon tapes and albums, all the like different uh, subsidiaries of Wu-Tang. And then it turned into like him like being real heavy into punk rock and stuff. So I was fortunate to have influences from an older sibling that was like cultured. And then uh, my parents, they always played their music, the music that they liked. My dad was like a huge fan of like Seal and like Marvin Gaye, old stuff. My mom was really big on Supremes, Led Zeppelin, all that stuff. So. So you get yeah. like man, you just got like the best education. Everybody you just listed—that's oh, like yeah. that's the pedigree. As far as music, I was I was lucky, man. I will say I was blessed to have uh, people that like music around me, and there was music in my household. And then you know our generation, we're blessed with the internet. So as soon as I was old enough to you know go on the computer and know how to use a computer, I was Wikipedia my favorite band, find all the members, and then see what their side projects were, and Wikipedia all my favorite side rappers in Wu Tang, and see who just they go down the rabbit hole. Yeah, you know it's like. And when you're a kid, it's like the second best thing to fun is learning. And it's like still fun because it's something you're passionate about. Right. And so like it was cool. It was like it was like being in school after school for music. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's like your extracurricular education. Uh, When did it become something that you start pursuing? You know, it goes from something where like, you know, you're listening to your brother's Wu-Tang or like you're hearing what your parents are playing to like you're actually making it your own pursuit. Man, that came uh, so much more recently than just like passion about music came. Initially, it was just fun. We were rapping like we all rapped and freestyled together and stuff. And then uh, later it turned into like uh, Chance and Vic doing the music thing really seriously. And I was still doing other stuff. I just wasn't really focused yet or didn't know what I wanted to do. But um, within the last three years, I'd say four years is when it became like an actual slow realization that like, man, you shouldn't waste this. You're good at it. You have a platform to like actually do something, you know? Like I have the power to like control what my message would be and how I'm perceived and how I might rub off on other people. So yeah, just recently that change came. You know, was part of that like, uh, you know, inspired or kickstarted by seeing like Vic and Chance and everything happening in Chicago or? Oh yeah, totally, 100%. You know, like I say it all the time, in Chicago, we didn't really have any music other than Kanye. And then Common and Lupe, but they were very far removed because that was before you could touch people with the internet. Mm-hmm. So Vic and Chance, they had the intuition and the and the like the knowledge to see something far away and still have the stick to itiveness to think that it could be them. Right. But with me in particular, I had to see it happen close to me. 
with them for it to really be integral and be like, wow, I can actually do this. Like, I can do this too. Beforehand, it was more so like, oh, you're a rapper. It was kind of like being an athlete, you know? Like, I'm not 6'6", I can't dunk, I probably right. won't be in the NBA. Someone can do that, but not me. Exactly, that's yeah. how everybody thinks. And that's kind of like a gift and a curse, not to sound too cliche, but people can do what they want. And it took my friends doing it and people that I grew up with to know like, wow, like, we were crashing on each other's couches and they're on tour in 365 days. And this is kind of like a thing, you know, like we could kind of do this. I mean, dude, so like I teach at Columbia College and it's what you're talking about is something I drive home to my students all the time. I'm like, look, like Michael Jordan was like a teenager once. Like Oprah exactly. was somebody who was starting out in TV. Like these people didn't like land on earth as gods. Yeah. They started out somewhere. So yeah, it's an important yeah. lesson. Yeah. Um, so leather corduroys, when does that happen for you? Like, how does that kind of start up? And when do you decide that, like, you want to be in a group? Um, it happened really naturally. We were just kind of, I mean, a, Kami, me and Kami have been real close since the beginning of, uh, since when he first came to our school. He moved, he came to our school at so, beginning of sophomore year, and we had, like, a class together. So we got cool, like, as soon as we met each other or whatever. But we just both made music, and we made music at the same studio. And it slowly turned into, like, this one song we did together was really good. Turned into a couple songs of mine that he hopped on or a couple songs of his I hopped on. Turned into a year and a half of us making music together. And then we ended up with a project, you know? And the response to Leather Chords has been really, really strong. I mean, we were talking about how last year you, you know, did the Columbia Showcase, the Chicago Showcase. That's just like a small example. But, you know, I know like Fake Shore Drive has put you on the uh, Tale of Two Cities event. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you've gotten a lot of love in Chicago. What do you, like, how do you kind of view that? Like, how do you view the response to Leather Corduroys? Man, I just think it's like, a, it's a blessing that people hear something that was kind of, from my perspective, seemed very experimental and something that was like kind of different, but it was very familiar in different ways. You know what I mean? Each song was very familiar to something else. And uh, I think it's just cool that people understood it or didn't understand it and still accepted it. You know what I mean? What's the status of that project right now? Like, where are you guys at with Leather Chords at the moment? Um, we put it to the side to work on uh, solo albums mm -hmm. and then we're going to come back and do another one. So it's not off the table. It's no, just kind of no. like it's, yeah, we still make it's in music. the freezer right now. Yeah, we still make music together all the time. It's just not our focus right now. That was right. always how we planned it to do um, from the very beginning from the Purple Tape and Light. We knew we were going to do solo projects and then we eventually knew we were going to do a project together and we would get back to doing our own albums and then come and do a project together. So right now you are working on the solo thing. Like you mentioned, the Purple Tape came out in 2012. That was kind of like your solo debut. And right now you have this new project you're working on called Eye Drops. Is that correct? Yeah, Eye Drops with three eyes. Yeah, with three eyes. Yeah. Three letter eyes in front of Eye Drops. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Uh, man, it's very, very close to being out. It will be out very soon. It is. Uh, we're wrapping up the first, I mean, the final couple details. And uh, it'll be out really soon. It's really good. I've been putting a lot of work into it. Spring, summer, too early to say? Um, very, very, just soon, very soon, okay. yeah. All right, so soon. Um, what else is going on with you in Chicago, outside of Chicago, like touring, you're recording, obviously, yeah. but... Really, we've just been focusing on finishing up the album, and then we got a couple things we're announcing afterwards, mm -hmm. but we just want to focus on the music primarily, you know? We don't want it to be like a hype or hoopla or like, you know, a slingshot effect off of anybody else, you know? Right. I'm not trying to have any excuses... I'm going to put my music out. You know what Let I mean? Let the music speak for itself. Exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. want it to be like this thing that's built up because of the people around me or whatever, you know? No, and I think that that's, I think that's like the, the right way to approach it. You yeah. know, you don't want anyone to be like, 
oh, okay, yeah, that dude's Chance's friend or something like that, exactly, you know? Exactly, and, or like that's another guy from uh, from Save Money, you know right. what I mean? And that's that I am, another guy from Save Money, and we're all another guy from Save Money. And after me, there's going to be th- three or four other guys from Save Money that drop. But, uh, yeah, I want it to be like my thing, you know? Well, and I really like that. That movement has been so interesting to see over the, I mean, I don't even know how many years now, like, mm-hmm. that save money since it started, like, kind of bubbling up. But it's been this really interesting thing to see because it seems like there is a kind of... It seems like there's, like, this regener, regenerative... Regenerative. Can't get it out. I speak for a living. <laughs> regenerative kind of component to save money where, like, yeah. when one class kind of graduates, more or less, yeah, yeah, you yeah. got more talent coming up. Yeah, and I think it's, um, it's half us and half of just the people because of how... I mean, everybody's trained is on schedule. That's how I feel. But I think the way that things are rolling out, when somebody comes out, people have to get acclimated to them. And seeing as we're all so close to each other, it's hard to fit everyone through the door at the same time. Yeah. You know, I make the analogy. I, I made the analogy a long time ago to like all of the guys together when we were like first trying to plan out how we were going to do this thing. And I was saying that like um, figuratively speaking, we're all trying to get to the table and we're not even in the house right now. And if we're all at the door knocking, they might not feel inclined to let us in. Right. But if they let one of us in and he's like, yo, my friend's at the door, can I let him in? Then they let him in. And after you let a couple of us in, now there's a bunch of us at the table. <laughs> and now you look around and you think like, whoa, I let all these guys in. You know what I mean? So, like, I guess let's look at the kind of culture of Chicago. Like, do you feel supportive? I mean, obviously it seems like the save money movement to each other is supportive. But how do you feel about the culture in Chicago in general, like in terms of supporting artists, in terms of supporting you and what you're doing man i think um there's an amazing culture in chicago right now and like a really cool hive and collective of support from everybody not just like people that listen to the music but the people that make the music from my perspective especially because i've been so close to people as they as they kind of rose like like to the upper echelons you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think that nobody's fell short in any way of helping the next person whether it be chance with no name and saba you know what i mean or whether it be um with Vic and his relationship with Poppy Beats and the producers he works with where they initially weren't like shining how they should have been for the responsibility they had for everything they were doing and now it's like you really stamp the people around you because we're helping each other you know what I mean and even people outside of Save Money like I was just in the studio with uh, with, uh, Mick Mm -hmm. I was in the studio with Saba the week before that we all have listened to each other's stuff and all feed off of each other you know what I mean and and both incredible talents Mick and Saba and Saba I don't need to tell you this, but the nicest dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool dude, man. Super cool dude. And both of them really talented, extremely talented. You know what yeah. I mean? So I guess then, like, where does it, like, where do you play it forward? Are there artists who, the way that you saw Vic and Chance coming up and you thought, like, man, that's, like, that's motivating me. I got to do that. Like, have you been able to be that person for any younger artists in Chicago? Or have you had anyone tell you, like, hey, you know what, because you're doing this, it's inspired me to do pursue this on my own well um i don't know anybody in particular i wouldn't want to take responsibility for anything or over over assume based off of people that i know i haven't had that moment with anybody where they told me you know because that's yeah. kind of weird i don't yeah wanna, yeah but um yeah i have seen a little bit of reflection as far as people around me that weren't necessarily as motivated as they should have been because they're good at what they do also you know catching that same vibe that i caught from chance and vic and being like yo yeah let's like get to it sometimes people just need kind of like that first spark yeah and then they think okay i can do it too i think that's everybody man you know like of course there are there are those rare 
I mean, everybody has the has the capability to be like a visionary to a to a legendary level. I feel, but there are those certain rare people that look at the sky before the plane and think like, "Yo, we could probably do that." And those, you know, there's like those rare people that jump off the cliff without knowing. Right. But then, every, and then they look down. Yeah, but then everybody, for the most part, man, I say ninety percent of people, ninety five percent of people, you know, regardless of what capability you have, it just takes that spark for you to see it and you to know that okay, I can do this too. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, the project is called Eye Drops with three eyes uh, before it, all one word, and that's coming out 2016-ish. Uh, what else is on deck for you this year beyond that? Um, we're going to do some touring and some stuff like that, and then a couple other projects. I don't want to say too much, but like a couple sure. other uh, music and other mediums, you know what I mean? And then uh, also, yeah, like another project. I'm, I'm secretly, there will be two projects 2016 for me. So you got stuff on deck. Yeah, oh, no, just I'm can't... on deck. I wasn't just sitting all this time chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't just hanging out, you know? I love we it, man. You got clips. <laughs> uh, Joey Perp, like, this is long overdue. I've been aware of what you're doing and I've been a fan of what you're doing, man. I was blown away both times I saw Leather Chords last year at South By. Um, thank you, thank you. I'm really glad we got to catch up and start this conversation. I hope we can finish it or continue it in the future as new things happen for you, man. Yeah, totally, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descent.